Hello, Sunny and Wieners. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. We're your hosts, Elise and Savaya. Today, we have a special episode for you all about women, because do you know what today is? National Women's Day. And you guys know we love women. Maybe it's because we, we're biased. Yeah, we love men too, but women are just pretty cool. Uh-huh. I feel like they're so inspiring. Like, so many women have made such a huge impact and influence on the world, and we get to talk about those women today, and so we're just really pumped for that. Yeah. Before we get into that, though, we want to go into the things that we learned this week, which is actually was kind of hard for me to come up with. Not gonna lie. Same. Like, is that bad that I didn't really learn anything this week? Well, no, you're obviously always learning. It's just, mm-hmm. like, a matter of, like, if you even remember, you know? Yeah. Well, also, I think there's some things that, like, I can't really share on the podcast just because it's too personal. Yeah. So that's kind of hard. I will share one thing. Well, maybe two things. I learned a new word. It's not real, but the little girl I nanny made it up. Terrifical. <laughs> and I'm obsessed. <laughs> Terrifical. Terrifical. I love that. Isn't that so cute? That is so cute. It yeah. seems like something that she would say too, like a cute little girl. Uh-huh. Terrifical. <laughs> yeah. Aww. So um, I put that in my notes and I decided that I'm going to try to start using that word just because I think it's cool. <laughs> Maybe people will think I'm illiterate, but who cares? <laughs> I'll say it too, and then okay. they'll think we're illiterate together. Yeah, exactly. There's something that I did learn this week, and a lot of it is very personal and stuff that I don't necessarily want to share, but I guess I'll share, like, a little part of, like, what I learned, and that is basically that there's always going to be new challenges in your life. A lot of my life have kind of dealt with the same kind of thing, but then, like, as I've gotten older, there's, like, different challenges, you know, and, like, your challenges just change as you get older. Like, you you yeah. overcome certain challenges, and then, like, once you've moved on from that, another challenge comes. And oh, I totally. Feel like, like, there's never an end to the challenges. You think, mm-hmm. like, once I get past this, I'll be good. In reality, you're just going to have different problems. Yeah, throughout your whole life. And the thing is, is, like, life is not going to get harder and harder, necessarily. It just changes, you know? Yeah, for Everything sure. changes. And so, just, like, recently, I'm dealing with a lot of new things. New things that I've never had to to deal with before. I'm not gonna lie, it's been really hard and it's kind of been like a roller coaster for me, trying to figure out what I want and what the best thing and the right thing is for me. There's also other people involved and so it's not just like all on me and that's kind of hard to like trust that things are gonna work out. But something that's been cool is through everything, I have felt really at peace. I think it's because I've really tried to focus on the things that are important to me um, specifically my faith in Jesus Christ. Like, I've really been trying to tone into the Savior, doing the things that will bring me closer to Him, whether it's studying or attending church. I'm just really trying to hone in on the things that I know and the gospel, and I feel like it's just helped me to really be in the right mindset of everything, despite everything that's going on. Like, I feel like the challenges, like, this could be really, really difficult. It is really difficult, but I think because I'm just trying so hard to be focused on like myself and the things that are important to me, that's helped me so much. So yeah, that's cool. There's my two cents for the week. <laughs> awesome. Um, I honestly like couldn't think of one, but as I was looking at the pictures through my camera roll, trying to like remember what I did this week, I thought of something. What I'm sorry, it? Leonardo DiCaprio, oh. but I think Ryan Reynolds is going to have to take your place as my celebrity crush. Like, all week long, we've been watching movies with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> he's so hot. Yeah, he is. I think in in the movies that we've watched, though, he was like a total dirtbag. Like, okay, wait. We watched two movies in a row with Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, and he was kind of... He was not a good guy. He was, he was, <laughs> Wait, he was kind of a jerk in oh, both of them. You're not a jerk, The first but. one was Adventureland, right? Yeah. Yes, and then the second one was Waiting. Both of those were so good, which I think they are, like, rated R. Yeah, when you guys were playing them, I did not know what they were rated. Which, I was in the bathroom when you guys picked out those movies, and uh, as we were watching them, I was like, yeah, these are definitely rated R. And I was a little like, maybe I shouldn't watch it, but I did. <laughs> Yeah, don't blame us. That's all on you. I know. It is my responsibility. You enjoyed them. They were super funny. 
I wouldn't necessarily recommend them because I didn't. They were funny, but like I wouldn't ever watch them again. Um, yeah, there were some parts that were like not good. There were some parts where I was like, that is absolutely like, literally, disgusting. Literally, I need to close my eyes. <laughs> yeah, or I was like gagging for part of the movie just because it was like so nasty. Oh my gosh. I mean, they are really funny. Like, waiting is hilarious, but it's so inappropriate, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, I uh, loved Adventureland, though, because it was, like, unexpected, you know? It was very indie, too. Yes, the f- cinematography was so good. I did really like the cinematography. I wouldn't have originally watched them if you guys hadn't picked them out, but I also yeah. wasn't gonna walk out. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's fine. That's um, on me. So, speaking of Ryan Reynolds, I was on Google, and there was, like, a thing that popped up. You know how they just have, like, ads or whatever? Mm-hmm. And it was, like, Ryan Reynolds announces something very, very sad or something like that. And I was, like, wait, what? And, of course, I had to click on it. And it wasn't that sad, but I just have to share it with everyone. Because it's kind of, like, a mood. He says that he actually has a lot of anxiety. And when he, like, before he performs or something, he'll be, like, all nervous. And then he'll just, like, go out. He explains it as, like, this little guy will take over. And he's like, yeah, I'm cool. Like, but he'll feel like it's not him. Like, he's just, like, faking it. And, like, dude, that's, like, totally me sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes I'm just, like, doing my thing a second later like i act like so friendly at like parties or something Mm -hmm. and then after i'm like wait that is not me like maybe i've changed as a person but it's relatable that's how i am when i go to parties sometimes where i get so nervous like i'm driving up to a party of people that i haven't seen in a while or like people that maybe i don't really know that well like i always just get so intimidated and so nervous beforehand but then when i get there it's like this whole new person comes out and i'm like hey guys like what's up I'm like giving everybody hugs and I'm like asking them questions. I'm like, so how's your life? What's happening? And I'm like, yeah, what literally. is going on with me? Like, I was so nervous like two seconds ago. And now like this whole new person has like taken over. And like <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's not always the case. Like I'm not always that way. Like, especially if like I don't know anybody at the party, then it's kind of hard. But there's some people that are like, oh, I would never see you as like somebody who has social anxiety because yeah. when you when you talk to everybody you just seem so happy and vibrant people just can't even tell especially people from my mission I don't know what it is but everybody on my mission was like you were nervous like whatever like to teach lessons like you seemed like you just knew what you were doing but the truth is like I didn't so that's that's really funny I think that happens to a lot of people who have anxiety yeah probably I mean it makes sense Mm -hmm. but yeah I get that a lot too where it's like you're like wait seriously you're really shy Mm -hmm. and you have anxiety. I'm like, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Done talking about Ryan Reynolds because this is not about men. This is about women. Yeah. Come on, Spia. What did you, what are you doing bringing up a man? I'm just kidding. (laughs) We love men. We love men. We do. Now let's talk about women. Mm -hmm. We have a few women from history. We have some from like social media or like famous people if you want to say and then we have some women in our personal lives that we want to talk about we really wanted a good variety because i think there's so many different ways that we can be influential as women and so we wanted to touch base on all different kinds of women that are in our lives how they personally impacted us and i think it can inspire us to know how we can be more impactful or more empowering to other people or other women yeah for real I'm excited. Me too. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. So my first one is Annie Oakley. I did a project on her when I was in like fifth grade, I think. And I just researched the crap out of her. I think I had to take a video and present it to my class and pretend like I was Annie Oakley. So I like talked in the accent and everything. (laughs) That's awesome. But she was pretty cool. So Annie Oakley's mom's first husband passed away and then her second husband also passed away. So Annie, as a child, she was literally eight years old. She learned how to shoot guns and she would go out shooting. She would sell the game that she shot to local restaurants to help support her family. At eight. Like, that's crazy. That's really impressive for an eight-year-old. I know, right? So she got pretty famous for her shooting skills and everything because she was like super good. Mm -hmm. And there's this guy, his last name's Butler. I don't remember his first name. But he challenged people all across the world to do, like, shooting competitions. I don't know, like, shooting targets or something. And so he challenged Oakley to do it. And she went to Chicago, I think. I might be wrong, but she went somewhere, like, away from her home. They competed. She got 25 out of 25 shots on the bullseye. Butler 
only got 24 out of 25. No way. So she beat him. They got married. I just think that's really funny. Like, this girl just, like, beats a man at something and he's, like, in love with her. Like, mm-hmm. That's so <laughs> I don't cute. know. I think it's so funny. Well, I could just imagine, like, a man who's, like, kind of probably, he's probably a little bit boastful, you know? He's like, yeah, yeah I'm, like, the best shooter out here. Like, yeah, he, like, wanted he's to challenging challenge everyone. And then he finds this woman who's, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> watch me. She starts shooting and he's, like, dang like who is this girl like you could just i could just like envision this like big buff man like falling in love with her like right then and there like yeah you know in those movies you're like he just fell in love with that woman right yes, there you, you can, can just like tell. see it you in his see eyes the moment. <laughs> yeah. yes so i just like envisioned that that's so <laughs> funny so yeah they got married and then he had an assistant but he like quit or something i'm not sure and mm-hmm. so oakley took the spot as his assistant but then eventually, because she's so cool, she took over the whole show. Of course. <laughs> and she would shoot glass balls from air, like being thrown. And then she could shoot like playing cards and even cigarettes that were inside her husband's mouth. That's crazy. Like, imagine being butler though, like sitting there with a cigar in your mouth and like having a gun pointing like a bullet. at you. Just like, yeah. Right Like past trusting your, mouth. your wife enough to like literally shoot inches from your face terrifying that's crazy that's terrifying she was also very very passionate about women and the safety of women and children especially mm-hmm. and so she started teaching women how to shoot guns so she did like classes and stuff and she inspired many women to keep guns inside their purses which probably saved their lives not gonna lie and so i don't know i think that she's very cool that she like found something that she loved and she shared that talent for the better, you know? To, like, help other women and other people. Yeah. So cool. For sure. I love people like that. So, my first person is Anne Frank. And I actually kind of had a hard time looking back at historical women. I don't know if this sounds, like, bad. I remember history, but a lot of the people who have really influenced my life are actually people that are living and, like, from social media. And that's probably just because it's more recent. And so, that seemed... I don't know. I haven't taken a history class in a really long time. Yeah. And so, and it's not that, like, people in history are, like, aren't influential to me. I think I just haven't really, my mind hasn't really been in that place since, like, high school, which was, like, six years ago, five or six years ago. So, yeah, no, that makes it's sense. been a while. I did think of Anne Frank because I, I've just always loved Anne Frank. I feel like me and her were very similar to each other. Didn't you also do a project on her? You, like, read the book. I honestly can't remember. Or, no, there was a play at your school about it, too, I think. Yeah, there was a play at my school about Anne Frank, and it was really good, but... Yeah, I, I just feel like when we study these people more, they're more likely to inspire us, because, like, mm-hmm. all of the people in history, all of the women in history that I decided to, like, sh- talk about, I personally did, like, presentations mm-hmm. on them or something. Yeah, and so probably, honestly, like, she was one of the first ones that came to my mind, because I just, I remember reading the book. There's so many influential people, honestly, that were living during that time. I know there's women that, like, kept Jews in their basement and protected them. And so I wanted to do someone like that because I think I saw a movie one time. But I wanted to do Anne Frank. So she was famous because of her journal or her diary that she kept because that gave so much information about what was going on, what life was like as a Jew. Like, seriously, that made such a huge impact for historians, like, understanding what happened during the Holocaust. Probably what a lot of other Jews were going through during that time, too. So there's a lot of history that was found in those diaries. But something that I love most about Anne Frank is her view on life that she always clung to hope. Like, you can tell Mm -hmm. through her journal, through her book, or her diary, that there's a book about it, that she just was always hopeful for the future. She always saw the best in people, and she was just so kind, and, like, she really just saw the good in the world. And I think about how old she was. Like, she died when she was 15, so can't remember exactly how long, but she was a young teenager. I think about young teenagers, and, like, they're going through a lot already, and so to be a Jew during that time, where, like, you're already going through this awkward phase of your life, and then now you have to be trapped in this tiny little attic with your family hiding from these evil people. You're literally constantly scared for your life. I just can't even imagine what that would be like. 
you know? I just can't even comprehend that. And yet, despite that, she was able to have such a good perspective. And Mm -hmm. so, I went online and I just looked up Anne Frank quotes. I, like, I remember that about her, but reading these specific quotes, I was like, I need to put these up on my wall in my room because they're so good. So, let me read some of them to you. There's a lot and I'm not going to read all of them, but um, I'll read just like two or three. I highly recommend you guys look up Anne Frank quotes though because there's so many good ones. Okay, so the first one I want to share is how wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. I thought that was cute. I think a lot of times we talk about improving the world. We talk about wanting to make a difference. Why wait? It's like we're all bark but no bite. Like we don't we don't actually do what we say we're gonna do. And so I just love that because it makes me think like you know what like why not just start? Like, Mm -hmm. just do something small every single day to improve the world. Like, I just thought that was really cool. Um, This next one is, it's really a wonder that I haven't dropped all my ideals because they seem so absurd and impossible to carry out. Yet, I keep them because in spite of everything, I still believe that people are really good at heart. Aw, that's so sweet. I know, I think that's so cute. Again, because of how much evil was going on around them, like, that she still had hopes that people were genuinely good. Good people do bad things for a lot of different reasons. And yes, Mm -hmm. there are evil and bad people out there. I'm not saying there aren't, but I think a lot of times, like, people, they do bad things because they don't understand. And I think it's cool that she was mature enough to see that and to realize that. Yeah, totally. That's so crazy. Um, Okay, maybe I'll share two more because they're they're so good. The best remedy for those who are afraid, lonely, or unhappy is to go outside somewhere where they can be quite alone with the heavens, nature, and God, because only then does one feel that all is as it should be and that God wishes to see people happy amidst the simple beauty of nature. As long as this exists, and it certainly always will, I know that then there will always be comfort for every sorrow, whatever the circumstances may be, and I firmly believe that nature brings solace in all troubles. Oh, that's really cool, and I think that because she was like, locked up in such a tiny room she like probably appreciated the outdoors so much more and i feel like we definitely take that for granted like it's just there and we can go out there but when you actually go out and like explore just like go on a walk Mm -hmm. it's like so good for your mental health a lot of times we get so caught up in what's going on around us that we forget to just like take a moment to breathe to go outside be in nature the other day I went on a walk in the snow and I just like was listening to some like calm music. Mm-hmm. It was at nighttime and oh my gosh, it was the craziest thing how much peace it brought me, even though it was like really cold outside. It was snowing outside and it was dark and I was listening to this music and it just brought me so much peace. And so she recognized the importance of taking time to do that. Okay, and then I'm going to share one last one. Human greatness does not lie in wealth or power. But in character and goodness, people are just people, and all people have faults and shortcomings, but all of us are born with the basic goodness. Aww. And so, I just thought that was cute, you That's know? cool. Again, like, a lot of times we get caught up in, like, wanting to be successful, having lots of money, but in all honesty, like, the things that are most important that's going to make us truly happy in life is by building our character and by being good, being kind mm-hmm. to people, and serving so yeah totally that's all the quotes i'm going to share from Anne frank again there are like tons and so you guys can go through and read some of her other ones because they're so good but that's why Anne frank is so inspiring to me because even though she was so young and maybe people might be like oh she's naive and innocent but to me i feel like she has such a mature view on life and i think we can all strive to be that way as we mm-hmm. get older some bad things happen to us and i think it can make us see the bad in the world i feel like it's so much better to just see the good in the world and to be happy you know yeah exactly because it's all about perspective and we talk about that Mm -hmm. you notice the good and the good gets better yeah okay next up i have byron katie oh yeah i love byron katie so byron katie is the founder of the work i don't know if that's what you'd call it but it's what she created she created something called the work and it's kind of like i don't really know how to explain it besides like tell me if you think of something better but like self-therapy kind of like meditating it's a list of questions that 
make you think differently. Not not mm-hmm. in a bad way, but helps you think outside of yourself. Yes. And so I feel like when like something big happens, even if it's something small, sometimes our emotions can just take over mm-hmm. and it can control our logical thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's when like we become like upset because both of those things are not lined up because you need your logical brain and your emotional brain to be lined up mm-hmm. to be like happy that's kind of how I see it yeah and so when they're not when your emotional part is like taking over it's really hard but what she does is just teaches about how you can change those negative thoughts and so one of her books that she has is called loving what is and I haven't read the whole thing but I started reading it and it's super good it's basically about what the title is loving what is it's really cool to be able to see that you can love where you are you don't have to change anything to be happy Yeah. You just have to love what is, you know? Yeah. One of my favorite quotes from that book is actually, like, you need to view life as something that happens for you, not to you. Yeah. And so, instead of looking at all of these different things that are going on in our lives and be like, oh my gosh, this is breaking me down. Life is just throwing all these bullets or whatever. But instead, changing your perspective where it's, you know what, all these things are coming at me for a reason. What am I going to do about it? What am I going to learn about it or learn from it? But the work is really just something that helps you to get outside of yourself and gain a different perspective, viewing your problem from different angles so mm-hmm. that you can like actually be thankful for it. It's super duper cool because you come up with those things yourself. It's not like mm-hmm. it's brought to you and you're like questioning yourself and you come up with these new ideas. So it's not like someone's telling it to you. And I feel like when you think of it yourself, It's just, like, so much cooler. Like, Mm -hmm. it means so much more to you than just being told it. Yeah. It's not therapy, necessarily, because you don't have a therapist. Like, self-reflection. Self-reflection, and it's, like, bringing out things in you that you didn't know before just by reading a series of questions and asking them. Yes, and I think one of her quotes, I might be wrong about, like, how it's worded, but I'm pretty sure she also talks about how the answer is in you, Mm -hmm. which is, like, so cool. You can figure it out. You just have to look a little bit deeper. Yeah, I love that. I feel like we could talk about that forever. For real. It's good stuff. The next person that I have is actually a friend of mine that I met on my mission. Her name is Kate. I wish you guys all knew Kate because she's literally the coolest person. Um, When I was on my mission, we were serving together. So she was like my companion. We were together 24-7. We lived in an apartment together. We went out. We served people and taught people together together. Like, we were always together for for a total of 12 weeks. I really got to know her a lot. So, one thing that I love about Kate is that she is so true to herself. She always wore these bright, fun colors. She was super friendly and happy all the time. There was one time where, like, on Christmas, we went to a Waffle House on Christmas Day, and we turned on the jukebox, and we danced in the middle of Waffle House, which (laughs) I would have never, ever done that. And she just, like, walked in, was dancing so confidently. She was, like, pretending to be singing and dancing around and, like, singing to all the workers. And I was like, this girl has got the most confidence I have ever seen in anyone. And I just really loved that. It really inspired me. And she helped me to get outside of my show. And so I'm so grateful for that. The time that we spent there together, just look back with so much gratitude because I feel like she brought out the confidence in me. She brought out my wild side in a way. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so grateful for that. And it's because she was so true to herself and she just didn't care what other people around her thought. She just did her own thing. And because of that, she was so inspiring. Another thing that I loved so much about her is that she always found ways to celebrate. She had a calendar of like little holidays that she made up. Uh It was like 120 years since this whatever happened. And so we're gonna like throw a little breakfast party or whatever it was. She always found ways to celebrate. That was so cool, especially like as a missionary where I was like constantly just go, go, go and working all the time. It was so good to find little things to celebrate to keep us going. And it didn't distract us from our work. It didn't take away from the time that we were doing serving people. But it was just something little that we would do. Like at our district councils, we would just like dress up just to make it a little bit more fun. And I just loved that. And so since then, I've really taken that to heart and I've really applied it to my life. I feel like now I celebrate little things. Like I try to find like little holidays to celebrate. Oh, you totally do. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's because of Kate. And like 
I don't know, maybe it's bad because I'm like copying her, but no, I just, it was so inspiring to me that she did that. And so I wanted to do that too, because it really helped me to be happy. So I am forever grateful for Kate for that. She's so awesome. Shout out to her. She's the best. Okay, so my next one, I don't know her personally. She's just on Instagram. She is like definitely someone I love to follow. Um, her name is Celeste Clark and she has two kids. She's a very good artist and she focuses mostly on Christ, which I think is so cool. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I love that she is a mom, but she doesn't lose her identity because she's a mom. Mm -hmm. And I don't know like what it is, but I've been on like mom talk for a little bit, like maybe because <laughs> it's I'm a nanny, but actually same though <laughs> yeah but i've seen a lot of people that get worried about like losing their identity once they become a mom because i don't know i feel mm -hmm. like that's just a fear of a lot of girls like once you become a mom like you have to stay home and take care of them you have to like devote your life to them but that doesn't mean that you have to put your life away you mm -hmm. know like yeah she still owns a business she still has passions she still loves her children of course she still has her life that she always had. Her kids are just like an addition to that, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I love that. Her artwork also is so beautiful. If you guys don't know who she is, we highly recommend going and looking her up, Celeste Clark. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, her artwork is so beautiful and so inspiring. Like, Didn't I send you her Instagram while you were on your mission? Yeah, you did. And I fell in love with because, like, Everything she wasn't allowed she to use Instagram, but I just, like, screenshotted, like, all of her posts. And I was like, Elise, look at this. Like, her artwork. Oh, uh, so, so pretty. Beautiful. And she's just the cutest. She's beautiful, too. Like, yeah. her, she's so pretty. She has the cutest clothes. Oh, my god. But gosh. she's not, she's like, so cute. she's not the kind of person that you get, like, envious over. Oh, yeah, definitely Which is, not. like, I feel like there's definitely girls who, like, bring out that vibe of, like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Where it makes people jealous or... Yeah. Yeah, she definitely does not bring that vibe. And I think it's because, I don't know, I'm going to say that she just has this light because yeah, of, I totally. honestly, I believe that it's just because of the person that she is, because of her faith and because of mm -hmm. her kindness. Like, you can just tell that she's just a kind, genuine, sweet person. Yeah. And so because of that, like, she's more inspiring instead of, like, degrading, you know? Yeah, she's exactly. one of those people that inspires you to be better and to love yourself rather than make you feel down on yourself. Yeah. I love people like that. And so I'm actually going to talk about um, Haley Devine, who is that person for me. I don't know her personally, but when I was in high school, I'm going to share this story of how I found her because it's kind of funny. When I was in high school, I decided to cut my hair and I wanted it to be like at my collarbone because that was like super trendy at the time. I love how it's still at your collarbone to this day. I know, it's, like, always there. Like, you just found your, your haircut. My haircut, yeah. You know? Well, I don't know. I feel like I kind of go between, like, my, like, I, it's always, like, yeah. to my collarbone or, like, to Above my your chin shoulders. or in between. Yeah, totally. But, um, so when my mom cut my hair because I didn't want to pay for a haircut and my mom, like, cut my hair growing up, so I was like, whatever. She accidentally cut it a little bit too short and I literally bawled my eyes out like when she cut it i remember that i was crying because i was like i look like dora even though i have blonde hair so i did not look <laughs> like dora but i like felt like i did and i hated it and i was just so mad i didn't want to go to school the next day and then keep in mind this is like when short hair was like not really trending yet like it was something that we could tell was going to be a trend but no one really did it because they were too scared mm -hmm. well elise rocked it before everyone else oh yeah you guys i'm a trendsetter <laughs> i'm the one who started it just kidding no obviously not because i when i would go on instagram or social media anytime i saw anybody who had the same length of hair as me i would stalk their instagram because i was like oh i want to see how they style it and um, one time I was on the Explore page and of course I saw Haley Devine, this girl who had short hair, short blonde hair. She was, she kind of had the same build as me. She was really small. And so of course I was like, oh my gosh, I want to stalk her Instagram, see how she styles her hair. And I immediately just like, not, I didn't fall in love with her, but like I did, not in like an obsessive way. You like way. fell in love with like her content and her, mm -hmm. like, yeah, totally. And I think it's because I really saw myself in her. Like I kind of felt like we don't look exactly the same, but we kind of do. We have like the same style, the same style. She had the same style as me. She had the same haircut as me. I just really saw myself in her and her personality as well. And the thing is, is she didn't really like, she's a member of the same church as us and she doesn't really like talk about it a ton but like 
You just can looking see at her profile, it. I could just tell. Like, I could just yeah. tell that she had a strong faith in God. And it was because of the joy that radiated from her profile. And at the time, I was, like, really into photography. And so, her photography really inspired me. But she also did videography. I never even thought about doing videography. And then I found her account. And it just, like, really inspired me. And I was like, these videos are beautiful. And I want to be able to create that. Mm-hmm. And so, literally, from then on, like, for years and years, I've been following Haley Divine. She just has, like, inspired me to be better. And I wanted to be that way. Like, I wanted people to look at my Instagram. And I wanted them to see Christ through me on my Instagram. Like, I wanted them to be able to see that light and that joy. I don't know. And still to this day, I still follow her. And she still, like, really inspires me. And I think it's because she's so vulnerable. Like, she's not super vulnerable, but she's honest with people about her life and her struggles. And because of that, I can relate to her. And I can see Mm -hmm. that, you know, even though she has those struggles, she's successful. And so can I. Like, I can be successful too, despite my downfalls or my shortcomings or whatever I'm going through in my life. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Okay, my next person, I'm gonna fit both in, like, two people into one kind of and just talk about them both because they really stand for the same thing and I love that um so my next one is Laura Pexton and Sydney Pexton so if you guys know Elise and I went to a camp for kids whose parents have or had cancer called Camp Kesem oh Camp Kesem is the best oh my gosh I love Camp Kesem I think (sighs) that me and Sydney met in 2013 it was my second year in her first year And I remember I just, like, saw her and I was like, wait, she's really pretty. I want to be friends with her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, like, I just, like, started talking to her. And at first, like, dude, she'll come on here and, like, we'll definitely have her on the podcast. She's, like, one of my best friends. She's so cute. Yeah. But, um... She just got home from her mission, and we're hanging out with her tonight. We're so so excited. excited. (laughs) Like, so pumped. Um, Yes. But, anyway, she was, like, kind of, like mad about it at first like not in a good mood she did not want to be there and I could tell but I was like I promise you it's gonna be fun but like we just became friends because I was just like what should I say to her and I was like your shorts are cute (laughs) like that's literally how we became friends is because I said that I mean we would have been friends anyway for sure but I just think that's funny I love how she called you when you were talking about (laughs) I know she just barely (laughs) called me while I was talking about her um so she was there because one of her parents had cancer And her mom happened to have breast cancer, and that's what my mom had. And so, like, we really connected on that level. And um, sadly, her mother passed away in 2018, and it just, like, broke my heart. That's, like, I think the most sorrowful I was ever because Mm -hmm. my best friend lost her mother, and I could not imagine being in that situation. Um, And so she actually wrote a book before she passed away, and of course... I read it. Like, I had to read it. I had to hear about her life. Um, The Miracles of Service. Okay. It has a starfish on the front. Super cute. But she lived such a cool life. And her book, like, talks all about it. And every single person should read it. But in her book, she talks about how she traveled across the world on humanitarian trips while she had breast cancer. She had breast cancer for 15 years. The doctors told her she only had, like, three months to live. And she literally lived for 15 more years. Wow. And while she had cancer, which is crazy, she traveled. And people literally had no idea that she had cancer because she just lived. Like, her brain was so healthy that she just seemed healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think that she has a quote, too, that says something about how, like, it's not the cancer that kills someone. It's a fear of having cancer. And it's, like, all the mental health that, like, really breaks you down. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool how she like really cared about mental health because I think she was a nurse practitioner or something I don't know the exact word for it but yeah she would just like help all these people around the world and there's like so many pictures of her with like cute little children and that's like one of the biggest things that inspired me to like go to the Dominican Republic was her mom and I think that's so cool and then like Sydney lives just like her mom did. And I think that is so cool. She's like literally a living example of her mother. Um, so the places that Laura got to go were China, Peru, Ethiopia, Vietnam, and India. I just think that's so cool. Like, that's really, really like, cool. Like, I don't know, even though she was like dying, she lived her life to the fullest mm-hmm. and served. And um, serving other people. I just think that's so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. 
I could literally talk about her and her daughter forever, but I do want to share this quote that Laura pretty much, like, this was her, like, life motto is this story, and I'm going to read it real fast. It says, an old man had a habit of early morning walks on the beach. One day after a storm, he saw a human figure in the distance moving like a dancer. As he came closer, he saw that it was a young woman and she was not dancing, but she was reaching down to the sand, picking up a starfish and very gently throwing them into the ocean. Young lady, he said, why are you throwing starfish into the ocean? The sun is up and the tide is going out and if I do not throw them in, they will die. But young lady, do you not realize that there are miles and miles of beach and starfish all along it? You cannot possibly make a difference. The young woman listened politely, paused, and then bent down, picked up another starfish, and threw it into the sea, past the breaking wave, saying, it made a difference for that one. I just think that's so cool. Like, she literally strived to not make a difference in the world, but to make a difference. To make the world of difference for at least one person. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's so cool. I think that's more... I mean, obviously, we all want to change the world, but I think it's more important to focus on who's close to you mm-hmm. and, yeah, like, making a huge difference in their life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Both of them are just such a huge inspiration in my life, and I strive to be like them every single day. I love that. Oh, they're so cool. The next person I wanted to share is another person that is in my life, and that is my Aunt Shelley. and we have talked about her plenty of times on this podcast. (laughs) Um, She is just so amazing. Um, But she has always been the aunt that's been closest to my age. Like, she's, like, our youngest aunt. Yeah. And because of that, like, growing up, she was always kind of my favorite because we just, she was more on my level, you know? And You like, really bonded under- with her because of that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I did too, but yeah, I can see why mm-hmm. you would especially. Yeah. Um. One of the reasons why she was a, like, a huge role model for me is number one, she always had the cutest clothes. Like she just dressed so cute and vintage and I loved that. She also True. looks like Taylor Swift, so. <laughs> like, she's pretty cool. <laughs> she's super cool. She dressed like Taylor Swift too and I was like, my aunt is the coolest person ever. Another thing that I really loved about her is that she has always had a very strong testimony and a love for the gospel, which is very similar to me. And so I feel like that's another reason why um, I really looked up to her. And then the last thing is that she is like the definition of an independent woman. True. Like she, like an independent woman that I strive to be. Um, especially like as I've gotten older and like, you know, you guys know, like from our previous episodes, like I've gone through phase of my life where I'm like, why am I single? Like, I just want to be in a relationship. I don't want to be single anymore. But something that I love so much about Shelly is that we're very similar in like the way that we act, the way that we talk. Um, Our experiences with men have been kind of similar as well. Mm -hmm. And I just like have been able to really look to her for comfort. And like I've asked her for a lot of advice at times too. Like how can I just be happy and to be independent even though I'm single? And a lot of the things that she has shared with me have literally changed my life. She's even given me advice about dating that like seriously changed things for me. So she's just really been there for me and she's so influential and so inspiring. And I love that throughout her life, she's accomplished so many great, amazing things. And she just, I don't know, she's just an independent woman. She's like a powerful woman. I just love her. I just think she's so cool and independent. And I just, she inspires me because of that. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, My next one is Rosa Parks. As you all know, she wouldn't give up her seat. And she is a bad A woman. Yeah, she is. In the most, like, respectful way, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorite quotes from her is, I have learned over the years that when one's mind is made up, this diminishes fear. Knowing what must be done does away with fear. I think that is so cool because it teaches me to have confidence in what I want. And when you are so confident in something and you know that it needs to be done or you know that you want to do it, there's literally no fear. Mm-hmm. And when you can be- become so confident in that, it's like literally you don't have to be scared of anything. Mm-hmm. You just have to be confident. I think when you're truly passionate about something, that fear diminishes. And so if there's something that you want, then figure out a way to become more passionate about it so that you don't have to live in fear anymore. I've learned that throughout my life too, so. Yeah, totally. Okay, is it my turn? Mm -hmm. Okay, my next person is Sadie Robertson. And 
Um, she is another person that is on social media and I actually discovered her right after I got home from my mission. I started listening to her podcast, the Whoa That's Good podcast, and I absolutely loved it. Um, I just loved her perspective on God and on life in general and like every single one of those episodes was like so inspiring and taught me so much and like I think it just added to my faith and one thing that I love about Sadie Rob and why she is so inspiring is her Instagram account. That's why I say Sadie Rob. Sadie Robertson. <laughs> um, the reason why she is so inspiring to me is because she is so open about her faith and she is literally she is literally standing up for God. And mm-hmm. she'll say the things that she believes no matter what other people think. Yeah. And I just love that. She's written so many books. She has this awesome podcast. Um, and she's just so inspiring. Even her Instagram posts are just, like, they just blow my mind because I'm like, holy cow, like, the faith that you have is so inspiring and, like, so can just bless the lives of so many people. And so I just admire that and I aspire to be that way with my faith and just Mm -hmm. being so open about the things that I believe in and sharing that with other people, no matter what others might think. Yeah, that is so cool. Um, My next one is Sydney Thornton. She's also someone on Instagram. Um, I don't remember how I found her, but she just has like really cute curly hair and it reminds me of like mom's hair before she had cancer. Mm Oh, wait, no, mom's hair was really curly after cancer. But it just reminds me of, like, my mom's hair, and I just love that. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But she's also, like, kind of the same vibe as Celeste. She is a mom, and she studies mental health counseling. And so she's, like, going to school as she's a mom, you know. And Mm -hmm. she shares, like, what she learns on social media. And I think that's so cool that she uses her platform to teach others and to, I don't know, help others feel better. And like, I love what she teaches. I love her quotes. She's just super inspiring to follow. So yeah. Oh, she is so cute. I follow her too. Okay. So my next person is another one of my mission companions and that is, um, Tanya Sotelo. I, oh my gosh, she was my first companion when I went out into the mission field. And I swear to you, bless her heart because I really needed a lot of humbling when I first went out. Like, oh my gosh, I thought I knew what I was getting into. And um, she just really, she gave me, she whacked me with the humble stick for sure. I'm so grateful (laughs) that I had a stubborn companion. And not that I was like disobedient at all. Like I always tried to be obedient, but I just really struggled those first few months and she just really humbled me. And so I always have loved her for that. But one of the things that, really inspired me about her is that she always went above and beyond for people, which was hard for me because of my fear. Like I had so much fear when I first went out and because of that fear, it prevented me from serving as much as I could. But for her, she just loved people so much that she went above and beyond for them despite what they thought. She didn't even think twice. She didn't hesitate to serve people. It was always like, you know what? I feel like we need to go give this person cookies. And I was like, oh, what if they think we're weird because we just saw them yesterday? But she was like, no, I feel like we need to do it. So we're going to do it. And it always, like every time she followed that prompting, every time she did that thing that she felt she needed to do, it always went better. And that really inspired me. And so now like I tried to do that in my life as well. Like when I feel like I need to do something nice for somebody or I need to reach out for them, I do my best to not hesitate and I just do it because you never know the impact that you can have. And you know what? Maybe they'll think you're weird if you do. Like they might think you're weird, but like if you feel like that's something that you need to do, then you need to just do it. And that is just what true charity is. And I think we need more of that in the world. So yeah, for sure. Okay, my next one is Michelle Coles, Hunter's Mama. Oh, yeah. I see her as the modern-day Coco Chanel. Oh, definitely. And obviously, Coco Chanel is, like, huge, but I see Michelle as that. Like, she is literally self-made. She is a dress designer, but not just a dress designer. She designs the most beautiful dresses for dance competitions. So, these dresses are colorful. They've got stones. They shine. Like, they're so pretty, and she has mastered the art of dress designing and sewing Mm -hmm. and everything like it is so cool and I always like one of my favorite shows is Carrie Bradshaw no wait what is it called the Carrie Diaries and it's about Carrie Bradshaw as a high school student 
and she goes out and she like starts working for a designer. A part of me always wanted to do that. And because of Michelle, I have been able to like live that dream a little bit and I love mm-hmm. it. Um, besides the fact that she works so hard, um, she is so loving and so welcoming and also a great host. And I want to mention that because literally the first time that I went over to Hunter's house, he was like so worried for me to meet his parents. And I was like, what the heck? He was like, my mom is so messy. Like her work stuff is everywhere. And I walked in. It didn't even look like a mess to me. It just looked like art. Like there was beautiful fabrics everywhere. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like, dude, your mom is a hardworking woman. Anyways, why I mentioned that she's a great host is because like the first time I ever met her, she like made us hot chocolate and it was super sweet. It was so yummy. Um, and it was super nice of her to do that. And mm-hmm. she's always making me feel welcome in their home. Like always letting me like eat their food, get drinks. Like, I don't know. It's just, she's just an awesome mm-hmm. like host. It has influenced me to like become like that when I have my own family, when we have guests come over to our house. Like I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. She's such a cool woman. I second that. Like she is a boss woman for sure. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Okay, the next person that I want to talk about is actually one of my young women leaders when I was back in high school still, which basically is just a leader for the youth in the church, which I actually have that calling right now. I am a young woman leader. And so recently, because I have that same calling, I've really thought back on my previous leaders, the leaders that I had growing up. Mm-hmm. And one of the leaders that I always just have looked up to is Mindy. And the reason why I just loved her so much is, again, I saw myself in her. I think we are very similar and, like, (laughs) we both were very small. So, like, I don't know what it is, but when I find people who are, like, really thin and have blonde hair and that are, like, kind of bubbly, like, I always just loved them (laughs) Uh because that's how I am. I just, I loved her so much because she always made everybody feel so loved. And, like, she had such a strong testimony and such a strong faith, and yet she was so fun and goofy. But one thing that she did that really changed my life was she wrote me a letter, like a little letter for Christmas. And it was so heartfelt. And at the time, like I was really struggling with self-worth and confidence. And in this letter, she said something about how even though I was quiet and like I I was shy and I like struggled with those things because she knew that I struggled. She said that she could really see me as a leader she saw me as a leader and I read that and I was like what like you see me as a leader like I had never viewed myself that way before and it seriously changed my perspective of myself I was like oh my gosh like she can see that in me and so from then on I saw that and it's cool because like throughout my life I've had these leadership responsibilities these leadership roles and I always looked back at that and I was like, I'm so grateful that she saw that in me and that she let me know that that was something that she saw in me because that changed everything and it changed the way I viewed myself. And I think because of that, I never, I mean, I never felt like I was a perfect leader. I always struggled, but I always knew that I had it in me, that I was capable of doing hard things because of that. And it was because she had told me that. And so I don't know if I've ever told her that I haven't talked to her in a really long time but that seriously changed my life was that small little letter just saying that she saw me as a leader so oh that is really cool yeah thanks for sharing that okay my next one is Amelia Earhart she was the first female to fly over the Atlantic Ocean she learned to fly in her 20s and she wanted to travel so she made it happen I just love Amelia Earhart, and I also did a project on her. I dressed up as her, gave a little presentation at the Wax Museum. Oh, yes. Um, But, like, it blows my mind that she learned how to fly in her 20s when, like, no one else was doing that. No other woman was doing that at her age, and, like, even men were not doing that at her age. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just so cool, and she, like, had a passion for traveling, And she made her dreams come true. And I just love that. I think that she's such a huge inspiration to, like, make your dreams come true. Make it happen, you know? Mm -hmm, For sure. Amelia Earhart is so cool. Yeah. Okay, I have another mission companion. (laughs) Honestly, I wish I could do all my mission companions because I loved all of them. Because they're all just so good. So, this person, her name is Emma. And she was actually my last companion on my mission. Which, um, I feel like your first and the last is kind of the most, like, impactful. Um, at least that's how it was for me. But 
at the end of my mission, I was just really struggling. Like the beginning and the end were just so hard. And I just felt very um, self-conscious. I was doubting my mission, if I had done everything that I could, if I could, if I was even like where I needed to be. And I am just so grateful that I had Emma as my companion because she was just so kind and so non-judgmental. And she was honest with me, but she was not judgmental. And because she was honest, like the things that she said, like actually made a huge impact. And it was like, it actually helped me to be better and to view myself differently. And um, I just loved it. She was always trying to improve. She was always trying to give 100%. Like she was always doing her best. And mm-hmm. I just really admired that. And it inspired me to really just keep going at the end of my mission to like really to finish strong and to not get caught up in going home, but to really still be focused on my mission. And just to like have a companion like that, that was so inspiring and helped me to like, keep going but also that was so non-judgmental and that really cared that just meant everything to me and so there's still a lot of things that and quotes that she she was really good at coming up with quotes and she's like a powerful speaker that there are so many things that she said to me that I still think about to this day I still think back on the advice that she's given me and it has really helped me to um to keep going and to be myself and one of those biggest I can't remember the exact words, but one of the biggest lessons that she taught me is that like, as humans, we are imperfect and we will never be perfect. But that's literally what this life is about. And we can't get down on ourselves about our imperfections. All we can do is just to do our best. And when we make a mistake, to just move on and to not get angry at ourselves, but to move on and to be better. And so I just am forever grateful for that. Cool. Um, so my next one is Yanmi Park, and I really hope I'm saying that right. Um, her whole story is on Joe Rogan's podcast, and I think that everyone should listen to that. Um, it's very sad and, like, heartbreaking, but it's also so eye-opening, and I think that what she talks about is, like, important to know. Um, but she escaped from North Korea at 14 years old. She fled to China and then was sold into human trafficking, escaped to Mongolia, and is now in the U.S., She is now an advocate for victims of human trafficking in China and promotes human rights in North Korea. I think that she is so inspiring because, like, number one, at 14, she fled the most horrifying life that anybody could live. Like, it is so sad. And she just has been through so much. She uses the horrible things that happened to her as a way to help others. And she, like, does not let her pass push her down. She's, like so strong and so passionate about those things and I just love that she's using the negative things and making something so positive and so amazing out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her story is really cool. I still need to go listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I only have one more person and so I think you should share your other person and then we can end. On Mama? Yes. Okay. Um, my last one is Morgan Harper Nichols. And she is just someone that I follow on Instagram, and I just adore her. She makes the most beautiful quotes. I'm sure that you have seen her quotes everywhere, and you probably don't know that it's her, but she signs her stuff, like, MHN. And she just has, like... Oh, I've definitely seen her, yeah. Yeah, she just has really cool quotes. Um, I'm just gonna share three of them that inspire me. So the first one is, This is a season she will make beautiful things. Not perfect things, but honest things that speak to who she is and who she is called to be. Aw, that's cute. Yeah. And then this one says, One day you will look back and see that all along you were blooming. That's so cute. I think it's so pretty because we hear that as like all along you were growing, but blooming is just such a beautiful way to say growing. Mm -hmm. And like the way that she puts her words together are just like beautiful, you Mm -hmm. know? And then the last one is... I hope today is the kind of day where you see the light in everything. Like, it just Mm -hmm. reminds me of those days where you do see the light in everything, and that's such a happy time, Mm -hmm. and it, like, reminds you to do it, you know? Like, notice the good in everything. Yes, definitely. Oh, those are so good. I need to find her Instagram. Okay, we have one last person. The woman who inspired us more than anyone else in the world. Our number one hero mom 
Oh my gosh. I love mom so much. And I just, Same. we had to save her for last because she's our favorite. Yes. Of course. Best but, for last. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about her first and then you or? I feel like we can just rant about her, but yeah, you say what you want to say and I'm just going to add Kay. on to that. If I'm going to say what I want to say. Passionate about it. So, um, <laughs> I have so many things to say about mom. Obviously she birthed me and like the older I get and the more I see these stories of birth and I'm like, holy cow, like, mom, how did you do that six times? Yes. Like, she just how? birthed you. She literally birthed six. six children. Oh, my gosh. And that she is, like, still so strong. Like, she's an amazing mom. And she battled breast cancer, like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, the thing is, is that she's been through a lot of struggles and especially with, like, health. But I have never once in my life doubted that she loved me. Like, ever. Like, I have always known that mom loves me. And Mm -hmm. she was always there for me. And I think about... Oh my gosh, I feel so horrible, like, looking back at the way that I viewed her. Oh, in our teenage years, dude? Yeah, the way that I viewed her, the way that I treated her, I just, like, did not have respect. I, like, thought all these horrible things about her. And now I, like, the older I get, the more I see how amazing of a woman she is. Yeah, for sure. Like, the older you get, you really realize, like, how amazing your parents are. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not the same for everyone, but that's how it was for me. Like, yeah, same. I don't know. It's just so crazy. Yeah. I love that even though I was so mean to her sometimes, she still loved me and she was still there for me. And I think one of the reasons why I love mom so much is that she takes her responsibility as a mother so seriously. Yeah, for sure. And she does not take it lightly. She takes it to heart and she Mm -hmm. is all in as a mother. Like, Mm -hmm. everything she does is for us. Like, everything she does is to help us to become better and Ooh, even chills yeah even <laughs> if we don't know like even though we might not see that, we don't understand at the time yeah. like everything she does is for us mm-hmm. and she's so prayerful about everything that she does and like mm-hmm. she um and of course like mom is not perfect like none of us are and i think that's what i love most is that she isn't perfect and i don't th- i don't see her as perfect she doesn't act like she's perfect mm-hmm. she's so open about her flaws and her like even she'll come to me and elise and like ask us about like advice or something mm-hmm. and it just shows us that nobody's perfect and it also brings us like it connects helps us, us it connects us like as friends like mm-hmm. yes she's our mother and she puts that over being our friend but the friend aspect is so important mm-hmm. and i love that she like lets us feel like we're her friends yeah you know i love that so much too and there's so many things that she has said to me in my life that i'm like mom like how did you come up with that like oh she has the best quotes the best quotes the best like one of my favorites actually i've shared a lot on here but one of my favorites is that she said one time i was just really nervous about starting something new Mm -hmm. and she was like sometimes you just have to put one foot forward Like, Mm -hmm. no matter how scared it is, you just have to put one foot forward. Because a lot of times I let fear, like, hold me back from doing what I need to do. And I was like, you know what? You're right, mom. Like, even though I don't know what's coming, like, I have to just put one step forward. And, like, just once, take it one step at a time. Just put one step in front of the other. And eventually you'll get where you need to be. Yeah. And I've always looked back on on that quote. Yeah. I want to share a quote, too, that mom told me is, like, right before I was going to the Dominican Republic. So, we were on the way to the airport, and I was getting so nervous to fly out on my own. I was so scared. And I remember that mom told me. She said, don't let the future you scare away the present you. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so good. I have just remembered that ever since because Mm -hmm. it's so powerful. It's like, don't let the stress of today stop you from living your life and being in the present and noticing all the positive things in your life, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. Wow, I feel like I needed to hear that just now. Aw. So, thank you. <laughs> and thanks, Mom. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to talk about is um, when Mom did have breast cancer, I, like, looked back at her, um, like, Facebook pictures, and she posted a picture of herself, just, like, the real her in her bed. Like, I think it was before she had chemo, and she just looked so sad. And her caption was, we can't be beautiful all the time. And I just love, like, how open she was about that. I don't know, but it was also so cool to see that, like, I still thought she's beautiful 
even mm-hmm. in that moment that she did not feel beautiful. And mom has always just been so beautiful to me, you know? Yeah, me too. Okay, and then the last thing is I want to share an experience that was pretty recent. So my friend got married and I was a bridesmaid and she had picked out these dresses for us and they were really pretty, but on me, it was just not flattering. Like, I did not feel pretty in it. I felt so ugly and I just like tried it on and I was like, mom, I hate this. Like, is there anything we can do? And she just like listened to me cry and I just like (laughs) cried to her. And what she did is like, she got lotion and she like put it on my eyes because she noticed that around my eyes were getting dry and i was like that is the most loving thing like here i am crying and instead of like trying to make me feel better about this situation she just wanted to make me feel loved in that moment and that's literally how i felt so loved is that like my mom was there and she's taking care of me and she's always going to be there for me like looking out for me and everything and yeah i just love that a lot Aww. So cute. Yeah, mom is the best. Like, I don't know. I'm sure that everybody feels that way about their moms, too, because that's, like, their first real role model. Mm-hmm. And so, I love that. Oh, well, we man. hope that you guys enjoyed, because we really enjoyed talking about women and all the cool things that they do. When talking about people in such a good light makes me feel so good, too. Mm-hmm. I feel so inspired now, just talking Same. about women that inspired me. <laughs> Same. So good. One of the biggest things that I've learned through this episode is how we don't have to be famous or um, we don't have to do anything super big to be inspiring to other people. We don't have to do anything crazy. I think just being yourself, being open with people and just loving and serving, that's going to make the difference for people. Even if you just change the world for one person, you lived a pretty great life. Like even if you can just make a difference for one person. And so just remember that. Yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. We We love love you. you. Bye. Bye.